Just a few more corners to go for Lewis Hamilton, who started the fight back in terms of the World Championship chase when we were in Sao Paulo. That fight back has continued here with back-to-back -back victories for Lewis Hamilton as he now sees the chequered flag in the distance, powers down the main straight and comes home to win the Qatar Grand Prix. Hamilton on top in Qatar. Max Verstappen, though, limiting the damage, started seventh will come home to finish second and take that fastest lap point as well. And it's lights out and away we go! The triple header is done, bro. Man, what a, like, it feels like Mexico was so long ago. Feels like Brazil was forever ago. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of racing, man. Yeah, it's been a lot of racing. It's been great. I mean, where do we start? A, I guess it's not over. I'll be the one that come on and say it. I, I, I still don't think Lewis is going to win, but he obviously has more of a realistic shot now. Um, I think Saudi will be all, all Mercedes. Total Wolf said after the race, this is the best car they've had all season. Yeah, but at the end of the day... They'll win the next race. Crazy but, thing is... But Max is not letting him through. Crazy thing is, race. if he wins the next race um, and gets fastest lap, we're tied going into the final. All they need is a DNF because he has more race wins. Exactly. It's all... It, it, it is still very favorable for Max to win. I, I'm just saying it's a lot more realistic, but I can't see Max Verstappen not causing a little incident into turn one at the end of the year. Max need. I mean, obviously, this is the obvious, but Max needs to qualify perfectly. Yeah, I mean, he'll be fine. I mean, it's just, at the end of the day, it's Max and Lewis. Like, they were saying on broadcast. And, like, shout out to broadcast trying to push false narratives. We were in a group texting, and I'm just like, why are they saying about a one-stop? Like, Valtteri would have been fine if he pitted a lap earlier. Because exactly. he would have been at 31 laps. He would have put 27, uh, 26 laps on hard tires. Like, that's that's fine, bro. You can do 27 laps on a hard tire. So the broadcast kept trying to say like one stops this and that. And like, yeah, that's when you when, when you have 35 plus laps. But he he got his 30 laps out of the mediums. And that was just a mistake on Mercedes. But we'll get into that later. Talk about the obviously one, two. So I'll let you go on. I know you're probably happy. You had a great morning. It was great. Uh, Lewis. Lewis had pole. He got to turn one clean. And. It was smooth sailing. After that, he, he kind of said it in his post-race, like, it's lonely at the front, but, yeah, it was it was awesome for oh, him. Oh, it's way better to be lonely at the front than chasing Lonely at the, the front. Back. He's had his he's had to spend a lot of this year chasing, so um, for a second pole of the year, he did a great job. Yeah, it wasn't even a race. I mean, like, I think we both came out and said, I know I said it for sure. If Lewis gets away at turn one, it's over. It, it, it wasn't going to be a race. And, you know, obviously, we, we need to address the fact that um, both Max and Veltri had grid penalties uh, because of the yellow flags waving yesterday during qualifying. So they were both starting, you know, lower in the grid. Uh, Veltri at six, Max in seventh. Max was able to go from seventh to second in a matter of like four laps. Yeah. And Veltri dropped five spots. That's your boy. Yeah, Veltri bought Tass. Oh my goodness. I didn't even know what to say. Um, Where do you want to start? So A... Mercedes fans around the world must be happy he's leaving next year. Do we do a little happy clause applaud for that? 
Man, it's it's frustrating. Obviously, Toto had to come on the radio and be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, get past these cars. You've got the better car. You've got the long straight. Um, and the worst part about it all is that now the constructors battle, there's only five points. Yeah, I mean, he did make it up, right? And it, it, there's so much things to unpack with Valtteri because, A, he was terrible at the beginning of the race, but they say he was trying to get his tires and so he can start an attack. So maybe that was it. Yeah, sure, he said we'll he had to get, he struggled on the formation lap, getting yeah. heat to the tires. But Max was on the same tires, man. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can't say they had on the same tires just because Mercedes setup may not get heat in tires as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that Racing Point, a.k.a. Lawrence Show's company, bought from Mercedes was the cooling of the tires and how the air circulation flows through braking through tires. I could be a little inaccurate, but but that's like generally the basis. So Mercedes may get better cooling. So a formation lap may not heat up tires as well as Red Bull does. So yeah, um, I will put that on wax. What I will say is that a he just doesn't seem to have it. Like I want to ask you, like we talk about what's a good driver. Like what is your criteria for good driver? Because like you. You were very strong on Mercedes keeping Valtteri, but now you say he's a bad driver. So what do you look for in a driver when you say he's a good driver? I think when you follow the season as close as we followed it, you start to really see, um, you look at it a lot differently than as a fan. You know, coming into it, you look at all the Constructors' Championships, you look at the you probably look at the results. The, the results, you look at the one-two finishes, um, and you see stability. Then when you start to critique and analyze everything from practice to quality to racing, and you really have a completely different perspective um, than when you're a fan, you start to see the flaws. And I think what I've noticed throughout the year with Veltri is Veltri is great in a racing car, but is he an actual racer? When he's on the track by himself putting in a flying lap for quality, he's great. When there's traffic around him, and he actually has to race. He struggles. Yeah, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's. He a doesn't racer. have those instincts. Yeah, and that, that's the that's the biggest thing is I try to look at what the car. The first measure is you have to understand what car every driver is driving in, and you want to see where they kind of fit and where they perform, right? So, like, an argument that we'll call out my boy Dale. Dale loves to talk so much about Valtteri. He's Valtteri's best friend. He would literally carry Valtteri's jockstrap for him if he could. So, Dale, this little segment is for you. You've been really quiet. <laughs> I know you check your phone. You're on your phone all the time. You've been really quiet. But it's going to be like this for the next few years because Dolph, you're going to be in Alfa Romero and George is going to be in Mercedes. But Listen, besides the point. I want to <laughs> shout out our other boy who is a part of the title league team, Matthew Lamonius. Oh, yeah, Lamonius. Because, you know, he is an F1 fan. He was furious. And he came out and put it on his story. And had to talk about Valtteri Bottas and how happy he is that Valtteri's leaving. And pretty much saying, like, once Valtteri goes to Alpha, he's done. I, I think he's done. Because I, I, he is, good. it's so frustrating. Maybe he'll get his Williams form back, where he actually learns how to race again, instead of just being in a fast car, right? So, the thing I will say about um, the whole Valtteri thing is, like, Dale like to always say, well, George has good qualifying times. There's a difference between a pace car, like a pace time, and actually race day, right? When you have a lap pace and you have race pace, it's two different things, right? So it's like, yeah, he can put up great qualifying times, but the guy just doesn't seem to be a racer. I mean, how how many of those starts, what is it, the last three or four starts has been terrible? How many of his starts are we going to keep saying, oh, well, he had a bad start? 
he is so bad on the start. We look at Max. We, we just look at every race and it's like, I don't know. When did he ever have a good start? I can't remember. I mean, when, when he won, when he won in uh, Hungary, it's almost was that? as if it's, it's almost as if he sabotaged subtle Mercedes? sabotage to Mercedes. Maybe he sabotaged Mercedes. Maybe he's salty. The fact that he dropped five spots today off the jump and then he struggled to get past Stroll. He could have won that. He could have came second, maybe. I Not can't second, believe he probably. couldn't get past roll for so long. I mean, this, he wouldn't have been second because he was about 20 seconds behind Max. The best he would have did is get third because him, if him and, if he pitted at lap 31, around the 30 mark, you'd have 27 on hards. He'd be ahead of Alonzo. Alonzo would have to go. Yeah, I think he could have finished third if, if that had I think the, that's, they but, were but, but how, but how much podium. do we attribute that to Valtteri or just Mercedes' raw pace? Like, the Mercedes car is like, it's raw pace is there. And the thing is, you just can't, see, you don't see Valtteri fight through people. Like, you, when you see Lewis, when you know Lewis is starting at 20th, you know Lewis is going to make a stab at the podium. He's going to get through. And we saw with Max, too. Like, Max was flying by everyone. Max like, destroyed everybody in his path. That, but that's what championship drivers do. And... I will, I will say this, right? And it was a very small sample size. When we seen George last year in Mercedes, he had the double tire slip up. He made his way back to second with a chance of first, and he had a puncture. Yeah, once he, he had a championship Because he was down to 10. race. He remember, he was down. First, he was in first, went through a pit. He was still in first. Then he took another pit stop. Then he went all the way down to 10th, around there. And then he up. made his way back up to second. And then boom, his puncture. And he's still found his way to points. Yeah, that that is definitely the biggest difference. And I mean, obviously, they um, you know, the closest when you look at what is even fair, every team, it starts with your teammate because yes, obviously the car's not identical, but the performance is is on par. And he's never been close to Lewis. And obviously that is a tribute to Lewis because people will say, Oh, it's a Mercedes, Mercedes, but then look at his teammate and it's like it's bad. Yeah, I mean, you can just see, like, you can't really compare. I mean, you could make that argument maybe if it was Nico and Lewis because they were so close together. So maybe Mercedes' raw power was that much better than everybody else. And they were such, there was such a big gap. But you see the difference between a world championship driver and just a driver. Because clearly Nico and Lewis were going head-to-head every yeah. single year. Valtteri's never pushed Val- him. I don't, I don't think Valtteri's ever put a threat on Lewis's world title. Yeah. And I'm surprised that Lewis wanted to keep him because it's like, Maybe that's why you're not where you are in 2017, right? Because remember, when iron sharpens iron, right? So Nico kept sharpening Lewis, and it's been three years since he's driven that's with the championship. Maybe that's, maybe why, that's why, I why think, he's declined. I think this is why this season we did see that. And now um, it was just funny listening to Toto after the race, and he's like, he said, Lewis is in the zone. The lion has finally awoken. I was dying because, you know, Toto loves to bring up that little lion thing. Um, but... We are we are seeing Lewis at his best right now. Yeah, he, he's definitely in championship form, but it's just like, and you know, we're gonna he, ride if, this. If, if he was like this all year, we wouldn't even have exactly. this discussion. So we're gonna ride this because if Lewis loses, I can't even feel bad for him. Hey, Baku, Baku, all the other mistakes. You see what he's done lately, and it's like, man. Mercedes' car is also at its peak as well, so that it's kind of peak. a little bit of both. He's locked in. He's not making the mistakes. But if he, if he was at championship form, you have to think that he would at least have eight more points. Most definitely. And and the thing that sucks too is the sprint. Sprint has taken away five points. So if this was if sprint was never introduced, he'd only be three points behind. So there's a lot of things that happened this year. I mean, we'll back it on like a recap episode. 
Um, so I, let's talk about Alonzo. Let's give Alonzo flowers. You're, you're not the I biggest Alonzo fan. Listen, I'm, I'm actually so happy for <laughs> Fernando. I may not like his Kamoa clothing brand, but that has nothing to do with him, yeah. the driver. You're not a big so, fan of his, but you got to give him his flowers. Look, like, <laughs> I wanted to talk. I really want to talk about Alpine. We will start with Fernando. First podium since 2014. He looked happy. Bro, He's take it in. one of Max, three drivers. Max wasn't racing last time he had a podium. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. And, you know, one of three drivers over 40 to podium in the last 20 years. It's amazing. I'm so happy for him. The Alpine looks so good on this track. Um, They had, they were racy. They had the pace. The fact that him and Ocon, third and fifth, and the damn Alpha Tories didn't even score a point is embarrassing. Yeah, we'll talk about Alpha Tori's whole pit strategy right after. Um, man, I like I sent you the video on how smart Alonzo was because he takes advantage of the track limits rules. He does. He and, and also today with the tires, he was the only one that got away with the one stuff. I think he wouldn't have got away with it if it was a safety. I mean, he would have finished fourth. He wouldn't have finished on a podium if uh yeah, if he didn't get the virtual safety car. But I mean, you gotta appreciate the greatness. So he's not a goat, but he's definitely one of the best racers to to ever. Yeah, I mean, the car. fact that he got a podium at 41. He, he's a two-time world champion. He killed Quali. Yeah, he's a two-time world champion, so he, he has two two titles on his belt. He's been racing for almost 20 years, if not 20 years. Mm-hmm. You got to respect the you gotta respect the legacy, man. And this was a track, I think, physically, uh, just looking at all the drivers after they got out their car, because of the heat, like, they were sweating. I mean, he had... Was it that hot? I mean, it, it's all close to 30 degrees, even I at it was nighttime. Like 26, 27. Yeah, I mean. But they've raced him way harder. Yeah, but 26, 27, you're in, I mean, they were they were sweating. I'm talking like when they're racing in Italy in the middle of Ju- For sure. July. Those are very demanding, but I, they all looked like they had run a marathon. What was the one where Lewis almost passed out on the podium? Um, I want to say, uh, no. Was it Hungary when he got third? It may have been Hungary. Yeah. Shout out to Lewis. He said he's feeling in the best physical shape he's ever felt. Oh, bro, you know Lewis. Shout bro. out to his antics, bro. Shout out to Angela. That's what he said. How much of how much of Lewis's words are cap, bro? Like how much of his words? Are I cap? think Lewis plays a lot of mind games. I think Lewis is like LeBron James. I think he likes to write his own script. So Definitely. shout out to you, Lewis. But Fernando, amazing shape to be forty-one years old, standing on a podium. Congrats! He it was deserves awesome to see flowers. you do that. I'm a Lonzo fan. I respect and, the greatness. And you know. He he did his thing, man. And you know what the thing is too, like talking about Alonso's like and Alpine. When you talk about Esteban, like at least Esteban tried to put up a f- fight against Checo. Like he he lost a straight. He wasn't making that straight. He and had no he, chance. But then he but came, then he right came back. back. But Valtteri would have never done that. That's I what you love to see. I would have preferred Esteban over Valtteri this year. I think a guy like Esteban would at least fight for everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, that's that's what you need to ask for in championship drivers, and that's why you don't see guys like Albon on. Red Bull anymore. Like, Albon... You gotta have heart. You gotta have... And that's for sure. I think Albon lacks that. And so did Pierre, I think. I think maybe Pierre's figured that out. But that that's the biggest thing is, like, you can't really measure this stuff, but you try to look at what you get in the data, and I just never saw that in Valtteri. And that's why... Ever since I've been into F1, I've never been a Valtteri Bottas fan. I know Dale is. Shout out to your brother, Dale. Delusional Valtteri fan. He probably just wants to meet Valtteri one day. Definitely. He wants to have a coffee with Valtteri. He probably wants... Yeah. Um... Let's talk about Alfa Tori because you get 
you get this one, you have a great quality, and then you get this amazing Cinderella story where you where Pierre's starting on. You get second. a gift. You get a gift. You're gifted, and then you don't even get points. So, who are we blaming? Are we blaming the team? Are we blaming Marco Helmet? Are we blaming Pierre? I, who are we we're, blaming? We're, we're we're blaming their team because that's bad, unacceptable. It's terrible. The only thing is like. I don't understand why they pitted so early. Like, they pitted at, what, like, lap 11? They pitted very early. Um, obviously, they got that wrong. I think everyone was trying to figure out this race. Uh, all the punctures at the end were with no vibrations. They were, no one saw it coming. It was... They tried to gamble early, and it, it obviously... I don't think work. any tires made it past, like, 35 laps. Right? Uh, except for Alonzo. Alonzo. He was in the 30s on that... Um, no, I think he... he, think he he like yeah, he I think he just got around thirty five. Think so? I think he pitted around like twenty five on on his mediums. I mean, it's but off. He, you know, and his team was on the radio telling him like be as cautious as possible, trying yeah. to stay off the curbs. So like, but but he he was also a different story. He was staying off the curbs because he had enough of a lead, right? Mm-hmm. So, thing is, is like, why pit at a lap eleven though? I don't like, know, is man. there information we don't know about? But if you haven't remember how we talked about um last I think last race that Red Bull pitted early. Sorry, AlphaTauri pitted early in the last race. I think they're really trying to get information for these tires for Red Bull. Like they're just running a Red Bull strat. Yeah, I think they're trying to understand like the tire degradation because like Mercedes doesn't have that, right? If Mer- That's the thing too is like Mercedes is kind of facing two like one and a half. It years. is, and I thought Gasly let Max go past him very easily. Like no, he he ran wide, man. So the, let's have the, the conversation. Did he run wide or did he do that to make it look like Max passed him? I think Gasly. Just let him pass, like easily. If I'm ga- like if I'm gassy, I'm not doing it. You're not my teammate. Yeah, I know, but you kind of are. No, I'm not doing it's it. It's the unwritten rule of like, hey, well, no, because if you're you're that much faster, you pass me on a straight. Mm-hmm. But like, but here's the difference, right? A, we're fighting for a podium. I'm not talking about like. You're not on the same team. If it's Checo and Max, I'm doing it. But like at the same time, you're this Alpha is Tori, where there. That's why you just said like. Mercedes up against two teams, man. So it feels, man. So, like, also, too, it's like, as a competitor, Gazi, like, do you really want to give it to Red Bull? Listen, I'm sure he doesn't, but that's a problem when you're racing in Red Bull's number two I, I, team. I already told you, Pierre's going to a different team. I, I'm sure Pierre cannot wait to leave the Red Bull organization. I wouldn't be surprised, and I know I called Carlos Sainz, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Lando Pierre Gazi do on McLaren. That'd be a really cool duo. Or, or. I feel Ferrari. like Piers ha- is just so sick of just taking, you know, just he has no respect in so, the organization. So where are you putting Pierre in your kind of order tier of tier? I think of when I look at the, all the drivers, um, I think he's slightly above average. I th- I would put him as high as eight. Would you put him higher than Bottas? Most definitely. I am too. Um, Yuki had a good weekend. He finished 13th. Yeah. He had an overall good weekend. Listen, the Alpha Tories. They bombed the strategy, bombed but the strategy. but but all in all, my drag of the week, aka Yuki Sonoda, I think he had a great weekend. Yeah, he finished seventeenth, right? I mean, sorry, thirteenth. He was started around around eighth, but you know that's where he's supposed to finish. Listen, he didn't DNF. My dragger had a, D, a DNF, so oh, Latif. Yeah, I mean he, he yes. Anyways, tires, but so we've covered Alfatori. Lance Stroll finished six. Not bad. I didn't I say Lance was gonna have a good weekend. You did. I thought he was gonna have a good weekend. He's he was due for one. Um finally, you know, Seb decent. had a bad weekend. I, I was I was trying to I was betting on Seb this week. Seb had a bad weekend. 
but you know, still promising to see. You know, I think that may be Stroll's best finish this year. I think it is. And I, I after when I heard his interview on the F1 TV with um, the two people, it was uh, the guy that does tech, yeah, Joy, Joy Palmer, I think it is. I can't stand Lance, man. It it's just got makes that me weird Canadian. Not even Canadian. It's like a weird accent. He sounds like kind of like his I nose I just can't is stand him, bro. I just can't stand Lance. Um, yeah, Lance, Lancey. So let's talk about the constructors from the, the other two the other two competitions. So obviously, Alpine has just absolutely probably destroyed AlphaTauri. AlphaTauri's probably They've done. They've got a nice 25-point lead. You're not get, making that up, I, I don't assume. Yeah, so Alpine is looking like they're going to solidify fifth place. Which is amazing. Ferrari again wins. I told you it was over. I told you Ferrari and McLaren yeah. was over. And, you know, it sucks because Lando had a puncture as well, and they had a pit. Hey, in. listen. I know we're in a results-driven business. We're talking about results, but Lando had a great race. Yeah, all around. And if it wasn't for that puncture, he finishes. Probably in your top five. Yeah. Lando had a great race, in my opinion. So, I, I, I was struggled really again. Um, I wonder I don't what's know. going on with Ricardo. I think there's something wrong with he's he obviously is not comfortable in the car. Didn't they say that there's something wrong with the chassis last race? He is. Yeah, you think Zach bad. Brown's with Gunther? No, I think Zach Brown's good. But so at no, what I point? You think he's with Gunther in the scrapyards? No, no, no. <laughs> McLaren's got the money, but I th- and it, listen, McLaren's got David Beckham sitting in their damn paddock. Like, I mean, he's just sitting in a paddock. It's not that big of a deal. He's wrapping the McLaren. Like, yo, I don't see David Peck, David Beckham in Haas. I haven't seen one famous person in the Haas garage all year. <laughs> but but that's because, I mean, like, Haas doesn't bring McLaren. If, if McLaren was bad, they'd still have names. You think so? It's McLaren. It's the brand McLaren. Yeah, but does a celebrity want to sit in the losing team? Like, n- nobody's sitting in Williams. They're a big name. Bro, Williams is a historic name, not a big name. Yeah, it's two yeah, different things, okay? Yeah. No one's riding around in Williams' car. People yeah. are buying McLarens. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're yes. not driving a Williams um, car, bro. So Ferrari is, we're going to call him third place. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that, the only battle that's really alive is Mercedes Red Bull. Five Barring points. anything dr- drastic, right? So unless something drastic happens between McLaren, like maybe uh, the Ferrari drivers, DNF, both of them. It's almost, it's um, over. It's about 40 points. Yeah, it's it's pretty much done. You need Lando to finish. You need both of them to score twenty a uh, ten plus points yeah, on top. It's not of happening. Other. So we've got five points in the constructors. You had said uh, I think just yesterday or the day before that, you know Mercedes is going to win the constructors. But I still feel very strong about that. I mean Valtteri is just bad, bro. Like if Valtteri was, they need Valtteri. If Valtteri had, and, and I'm saying this as a joke, please don't message us on YouTube. If Valtteri had a brain and he wasn't a bot. Mercedes would have locked this up a long time ago. Yeah, it should be a lock. And that's where it's like, damn, five points. Um, we're, we're going to another brand new track. And this is a joy of it because everyone had to figure out this track brand new. And we have the exact same thing with the next track. I don't think Jedi will be as serious, bro. It's a lot of long straights. There's a couple bent, like a little it's fast hit. track. You know, and the drivers. But, but, it's, but it's not like you're leaning on the left side of the track the whole time, the left side of yeah. your car the whole time. I don't think it's the same type of. Um, wear and tear you'll get on your tires. I, I think Jedi will be a lot more straightforward. I think a lot, but there'll be more tire degradation, but there won't be a lot of pressure on one side. The drivers car. love this track. They do. And it's a we shame talk it's not going right? to be back. Before we talk about that, I just want to say one more thing about Bontas, right? You know when you're playing like in 2K against computers and they're at all-star and they're really bad, but that's like the highest level? That's, that's what Bontas is like. 
When, when he's playing against artificial intelligence, he's probably really good. But when he has to actually get into a real race, he chokes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so did you enjoy the Qatar track? I did, but found out, obviously, I'm sure you found out during the race that um, they're not going to race at that circuit again. They may not. They're, they're looking at building a track in downtown yeah, Doha. But they may not. It could go back there. It could not. Like we talked about on the last podcast, I said, in 2023, I think it would be a whole different situation. It would be a whole different situation. That was literally just to fill Australia. It was, yeah. But here's the thing. We entered, how, how many tracks did we, re, re, sorry, how many tracks did we repeat this year? Uh, two at Australia, Bahrain. Austria. Bahrain. So we're not going to repeat two at Bahrain again. No. Austria is supposed to be dedicated for two. Austrian is Shirin. Shirin is sponsored. So how are we going to fit Canada on Australia and all these other races, Tokyo and Singapore next year? We're going to lose some two, tracks. They were, um, what f- do you remember what replaced Turkey? No. Yeah, Turkey replaced the Canadian Grand Prix, right? That's right. So maybe Turkey's gone. Turkey will be gone. Yeah, okay, cool. But I really enjoyed the Qatar track. I thought it was really cool. It, it'll suck that we're not going back to 2023. Um, yeah, I mean, it was cool that the F1 broadcasters highlight the same, uh, that they don't accept same-sex marriage. So more press is going towards it, which I'm definitely really, really happy about. By the way, guys, make sure you guys will subscribe. Make sure you guys go subscribe, rate, and review. Please and thank you. I have to t- throw that in a little bit more often. Yeah, I just got to throw it in, man. We need, we appreciate the love, and um, we want to bring you guys the best, best, most recent F1 content, um, like, better than anyone else that's doing it. So the more love we get, the more people that are listening, the more content we're going to bring you guys. For sure. So let me ask you about Valtteri, just, like, the whole scene. When his tire popped... What did you think of the sports just flying in the car? Were you just like, what the hell's going on? Who like, was behind him, Alonso, right? No. Uh, I think it was Alonso. It was Checo. Someone was behind him. It just it looked like fireworks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like when you first saw that and he was just trying to drive on it. What was going through your mind about the car and everything? <sighs> well, one, obviously, at the first you see is like, hopefully it's nothing bad is going to happen to the driver. Like, no accident. But I was kind of just bummed. I'm like, there goes Mercedes race. Yeah, because if if he stayed there, he I think he wouldn't finish it. I generally think he would have finished third. But it just shows you that like obviously Mercedes had a hiccup in their strategy, but I just think their team's still better. Bottas lost five places and they were still gonna finish third or fourth. Yeah. If that didn't happen if that hiccup didn't happen. Cause he definitely wasn't losing to Alonso. I think he had a good he had twenty seconds up on Checo and I think another good like ten seconds up on Alonso. If he if Mercedes doesn't blow the strategy, Bottas get. I feel like he would have finished third. He would have finished third. That's what I think too. Mm-hmm. But Checo would have been able to attack him right at the end of the race, like he attacked um, Alonso. He would have been right around that. Yeah, thing. he would have been right around there. So it would have been very interesting to see. Crazy, but how- he would have lost that. No, they would have finished fourth. If Checo attacked him, he would have lost. Yeah, but just talking about last race in Brazil and now this race. Red Bull taking the fastest lap in the last two races is so critical, man. Yeah. Can't do anything about that because Bottas... That's like today... But that's Bottas's fault. I, I, that's why I was like, I was hoping that... And again, of course, with the virtual safety car at the end, that also kind of put up... No, but here's the thing, right? Bottas was 20 seconds behind Max or 22 seconds behind. If Max pitted, then Bottas would have been right there with him. Mm-hmm. So, and I could be a little wrong, but I remember the gap was around 20 before his tire blew. So, if, if Bottas just pitted once, because Max needed to do his second pit, so they both would have, that would have flushed each other out. 
It would have been a 20 to 23 second gap. You're not pitting against as, again as Max. Yeah. So maybe Checo takes the point. Sure, Red Bull gets a point. Max doesn't take it. Yeah, that was, and that was like, man, when you think of it's an eight point gap with Lewis and Max, six it's, is not it, a big difference, but it is. You know, no, the issue is, is it's not a one point swing. It's a two point swing. Exactly. Because it goes to Max, right? Exactly. So, but even then, if Max was 30 seconds ahead of him, well, then Bottas could pit and try to go for that fastest point too, right? So it's like, I really just don't, I just don't like Bottas. He's, he's definitely going to cost Mercedes a lot if, if he's going to, if oh, they he, lose. He'll be the reason they lose. He's going to cost them, what, 10 million euros? Yeah, it's just that and, I mean, the fact that they don't bring home the constructors. He's just like, he's just so checked out. I don't know how anybody's a Valtteri Bottas fan che- calling shots at my boy Dale. Um Crazy to see the difference between Lewis and um, really just Lewis and Max and the rest of the grid. Yeah, they had two seconds on everybody when they were flying. And, well, um, they lapped, I think they Lewis lapped Mazepin twice. Yeah, and he lapped, uh, like, the top eight. I think he it's lapped crazy. Carlos Sainz. crazy. It was up to around there. He was flying. Yeah, I mean, there's really only four cars that belong on the grid. If it's two Mercedes and two Red Bulls. It's huge. I was listening to uh, Signs and uh, Lando and uh, Damon Hill, former F1 driver, asked them, you know, is Lewis and Max better than you guys? And they were both like, no. And they're like, well, yes, they're the be- they are the best drivers on the grid right now, but that's because they have better machinery. And he's like, we can't say that they're better than us until we actually have the same level of machinery. And I was like, I mean, obviously, they're competitors. They're not going to say that someone else is better than them, but I'm like, uh. How would you feel if everyone put everybody in the same car for one year? That'd be really cool. That's the thing is that I can't really say definitively who's the best in terms of, like, it's hard for me because I'm very objective, and if you don't have the same car, you can't make the same judgments. How cool would that be if everyone is in the same car? It would be really cool. Fine would be unreal it'd be unreal so like I, and i bring this conversation back to you if schumacher didn't spend six years in car hell trying to bring ferrari back to prominence and he was with the best team yeah i mean it's so it's like is, is lewis really the goal but i mean that's not what happened i think you have but that is what happened a lot of he joined ferrari of, when they were bad team. a lot of what ifs right no but he joined ferrari when he, they were a bad team he didn't stay with the best team he didn't that's join right. the best team so what I'm saying to you is he lost well, we'll six years like that. Because it's hearsay. But, 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 but that isn't hearsay. That's the facts. Ferrari did not have a good car. Schumacher went that route. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying, like, who really is the GOAT? One person actually elevated the team. So it's like, everybody wants to say this, but, like, there's so much factors in F1 that's just not you. It's not like where it's like you're playing an individual sport where it's your, your athleticism, your body, and your mind. There are so many factors. Your team, your budgets, your, your drivers. So, so, it's like, so it's hard for me to ever claim... Someone's a GOAT unless they're racing at the same era. I think you can maybe claim GOATs in eras. I, I think that's really how, how I'm going to judge it off because, I mean, if Schumacher stayed with a dominant team, that probably, probably would have won 10, I think. Yeah, I think that's correct. So that, that, that's just my opinion. If Lewis, if Lewis stayed with McLaren, Lewis wouldn't be the GOAT we're talking about now. 
because Mercedes had put him in a very good car, and obviously he's a great driver. So it's like yeah, every all the stars aligned. Yeah, so it's like it's you so need hard a little to bit of luck. That. Man. So going back to your question, do I think Lando and <laughs> Signs are at the loose level of Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen? No, no. But are you? I understand why they say that because. You're not in the same machinery. I think F1 should just put everybody in the same machinery. It would. I think that would be amazing. I. It is tough when you're a driver on the grid, so you know there's only 20 jobs in the world, but then you get there and you're like, well, now I'm just in a car that can't win. Yeah, so it's like... That's frustrating. It's like the whole Bottas and, and George Russell argument, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't think Bottas is better than George Russell. Listen, I could be wrong. No one's saying it's a fact, but I've seen George fight through adversity. I haven't seen Bottas fight through adversity. Like, and that's also just when you think of like a guy like Mick Schumacher, you finally get to F1 and you're in a hoss. Like, it's it's just terrible. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it from Lando and uh, inside. I think Signs should shut up, by the way. I don't yeah, think Lando should. Is- Signs, you're kind of old, bro. Like, you don't have that much room for <laughs> development, bro. Like, you're not old, but I, I don't know. You had a lot of time in F1. You were in a, you're in a Ferrari, you're in a McLaren. I mean, you're not even, you weren't even beating Lando all last year. Yeah. It, listen, science needs to chill up. And, and here's the thing too, right? Science barely beats Charles every single weekend. Yeah. I, Lewis, I, you know, I've never been a big fan of Carlos. Lewis, yeah. Lewis dominates his teammate. Lando's been pretty much dominating Ricardo. Yeah. Ricardo is so bad right now. Because like, let's be real. Someone's finishing in the top, in top 10. One person's finishing like, what? 13th to 17th in the last couple of races. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Sainz can really talk. I think Lando might have more of a case. Yeah, agreed. So, we got a week off. It's been a busy, busy time. Mm-hmm. Just going to chill this week, see what happens. Uh, and then, hopefully, Saudi is ready. I don't think it's going to be ready. It's probably going to have like 10,000 seats. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure it's going to be ready. F1, there'll be so much pressure. They'll make it happen. Yeah, I don't think there'll be that much pressure. I think as long as the track's ready and they yeah. can set up pits, it's going to be pit lanes and all that stuff. I think I'm really ready. looking forward to it. Obviously, we're we're winding down here. We've been talking about this season so religiously all year round. We're going to Saudi, the pressure just feels like it just keeps on mounting. Yeah, on your shoulders. I'm a McLaren fan, so I have zero pressure. I don't care. So. It, it's going to be exciting. I think there's definitely some fatigue across not just the drivers, but the teams. I'm sure the teams are excited to have a week off. Toto said that from Brazil, they upgraded all of the um, staff's flights. Hey, man. Good, good out to Mercedes. Bro. Like, they need, like, because they had to go, obviously, straight. They've been going nonstop. So, they, he said they upgraded everyone's flights. But um, I'm sure everyone will be happy to have a week off. Maybe not Lewis, but everyone else. Like, Ocon doesn't want to have a week off because he's in, um, if you watch the post game. Yeah, but I'm saying like I think guys are locked in. I think staff maybe, but I don't think drivers. I, I think, think drivers. Are I think George in. is probably like I don't want a week off. I just want to be done in Williams. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think I would I, I would assume that I would prefer if you just finish off the season, like because it's like I think everybody wants to get to their break. The holiday it should have right been now. done after Brazil, and then the triple header should have been this triple header. Yeah, uh, but I, I just if I was a staff member, I just want to go through so like it ends at the first week of December, and I can have like an extra time off. That would be my thought process, but I just, I just don't think drivers, I think drivers are so locked in right now because they all have their battles that they just want the season to continue and end, but I think... I gotta, right. I got, you know what? Just watching Max's post-race, he doesn't get, um, none of this bothers him. 
Uh, maybe he just has a good poker face. He's got know? a great poker face. I mean, and that is signs of, you know, a, a great driver in the making. I mean, he's looking forward to it down the stretch, and he's still in in the lead though. Exactly. All he has to do is get into one accident. That's right. That like the reality is is Lewis needs to win both the next the next race. And the beat him the, in the next. The race. pressure is on Lewis. He has to win both races. There's no, there's, there's. I don't say no pressure, but the pressure is like 80-20. Yeah. Max just has. If Max beats Lewis in one race, it's pretty much done. Do you think we're gonna see Max take a new engine? No. It's not worth Red Bull to take the penalty. Um. Actually, they may. You you give Lewis his because you know if Max starts twenty, he's still gonna podium. Uh, no, he would only take a five place penalty. So that's after you've taken saying, a ten like, place penalty. What it doesn't matter to Red but, Bull. But if he does, so will Mercedes. So then they lose a power advantage. Yeah. Because here, here's my thing though. Here, this is my thought process behind what Max takes the engine penalty. I would say no because all you need to do is win one race. All you need to do yeah. is lose to not finish first. And you know what? If some miraculous thing happened where Max finishes three and Lewis finishes two, it's going to be really hard for Lewis to win. Yeah. So I don't think they do, but they were talking about it that Max has not changed his engine since, I want to say, what, what was it? I think it was, I think it was like around Turkey. Yeah, it's been a while, It's man. been like 10 races, so he's definitely lost engine power, but it, it also begs to differ is that Red Bull have a lot more pace once they put a new engine in. That, you know, right. that, that Mercedes won't be able to match with their engine right now. But we'll see what happens. I think uh, I think it's gonna we're finishing an exciting year. I still think Max will win. I just don't think he'll finish. I don't think either racer will finish one of these next races. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, you're calling it. Yeah, I I think that if history is gonna, if we look at history, something's gonna happen. And if it's not next race, it will be the final race in Abu Dhabi where something goes wrong. I just feel like it's going to happen. And it will be complete heartbreak for one or the other. And you know what? Hopefully, Max tries to spin out Lewis. His wheel breaks and Lewis just needs to pit. <laughs> right? I, I hope Lewis wins. I've come on air and saying, I hope I'm wrong when I said it's over. But I just generally think that Lewis's mistakes and him not winning Kota... Will bite him in the ass. Will bite him in the ass. Yeah. Like... If he won Kota, we'd be tied up. Exactly. Much going into if uh, he didn't do what did in Baku. No, but like, but but I like, mean, we're we're talking about like our, our last recent stretch. Yeah. If he won Kota, where he was supposed to win, because that's a Mercedes. He track. just ran out of time in Kota. Yeah. If he won Kota, we'd be having a whole different conversation. Yeah. Well, what are we gonna do um, this week? I don't know yet. We'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. Maybe, eh? we'll, maybe we'll do a dive on Bottas's career and see if he actually earned a seat at Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> well, gotta say, Qatar, you were a lot of fun. Qatar wasn't that fun, bro. It's fun for me. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like I don't think I don't think Qatar was that fun. I think the race we Brazil was, was extremely <laughs> yeah. Fun. You know what I mean. <laughs> Qatar Qatar was just great for Lewis. Yeah, the rest, Qatar was a good in terms of racing aspects. It was fun. Yeah, but like. Man, watching Mexico when they're driving through the stadium part. Yeah, that and was And Brazil, great. like how hype it was. Like, I was just so like. Qatar was literally, shout out to our boy P, 
Area 51 fam. Yeah, it, it was like, you got to think about it. It was an entertaining in terms of racing, but like the overall atmosphere and vibe, it was just like, it was ugh. like, think about the podium celebration. Like it was locked on the three winners the whole time. There was no like Brazilian fans going wild. No one no on the, it, yeah, I mean, there's 8,000 people. Obviously it was a fill-in track, but yeah, it, it definitely lacked the excitement it, from the fans. Hey man, we were spoiled with Cota, Mexico, Brazil. All three electrifying. Yeah, like Austin was crazy. Like it was nuts. Obviously, we love Mexico Man, and Interlagos all, is Interlagos. Those three races, I think, are encapsulate the full Formula One experience. So, what's been your favorite tracks so far in general? Is it like Silverstone is definitely no? I don't mean like that. This year, like the best atmosphere. Like what? What? what I think Cota, man. Cota. Cota was nuts. I even though Lewis lost that track, I really like. Uh, the one where uh, Tiesto was when Max won and they pop up the fireworks. Yeah, that was his home track. No? Was that was that Belgium or was that? Um, that was nuts because when Max passed, that was the, a Belgium track. The checkered flag, the fireworks all just went. And those off. Belgium fans were going wild. The orange like uh, smoke everywhere. I think that was my favorite overall ambiance. Or it was like Tomorrowland yeah. or Brazil. Like Interlagos is nuts too. So it's one of those two. Those two were probably sick, like my man. overall ambiance. Cota's right there, but I don't know. For some reason, it just isn't Bro, that historic. Silverstone was a vibe, man. Not, so like, not, not like those ones. And I, I, it's kind of just funny to see that, like, uh, that upper echelon of, like, you know, England and the British. Like, everyone's got their, like, Sunday racing hats on. Like, yeah. it's just, it, it, it feels like you're going back in time. But the thing is, like, Silverstone. And also Silverstone. Remember this. Before Lewis and Max hit each other. Yeah. When they were going through whatever those turns are called, you could hear the crowd ooing and eyeing. It was unreal. No, I know. Silverstone kind of, is crazy too, but <laughs> it didn't have the same hype. It's more like the other tracks seem like way more hype because it, it's Silverstone is more like, okay, this is this is home of racing. Yeah. We're here. You know, we're always going to be a great crowd. But like Brazil... And all these places felt like they have to show yeah. out because it's like... The fans were next level. Yeah, that's the what music, I mean. Like, the music, yeah, the DJs. It, they felt like they have to show out. Silverstone doesn't have to show out. It's yeah. just a good time. It's like automatic guaranteed. It's going to be packed. It's going to be great. But Brazil and I think it was Belgium, they're like the fireworks, especially when Luis pulled out the Brazil flag Ooh. in Interlagos. And then like you just see all the sudden fans going wild that are cheering for Luis. And it was just it was just great, man. Like that's I really I yeah, really like I think it's race, This race you win and you're like, where is everyone? <laughs> like when Lewis got out the car and, and, and this or whatever, he started waving at everybody. It's like, okay, eight thousand people going wild. <laughs> and it's like the eight thousand people are only there. So like through the rest of the track, you're lonely. Oh yeah, and then there's like half of them were Checo fans. That's what the broadcast made it seem like. They kept zoning on Checo people. A lot of them were wearing, but wearing Max Verstappen like, shirts. All, the majority of the fans that are there are just like people that are working in Qatar. So they're not even from Qatar. It's just like, yeah, there's no real identity. But listen, Qatar, shout out to you guys. You guys still hold, hosted an F1 event. It's not like we didn't enjoy it. It's just, you know, hopefully in 2023, it's around the city. It's 100,000 people on race day and it's going absolutely wild. Yeah. I'm Listen. Tar, well done. But this next track in Saudi, they say it's very reminiscent of Baku. It's going to be a good one. Well, eight points. Lewis, come on. Let's get it. Hey, man, I do not want to wear a Max Verstappen shirt on this podcast. So, uh, actually, you know what? I don't mind wearing a Max Verstappen shirt if Lewis wins. 
So, Lewis, please win so I can wear a Max Verstappen shirt. Let's go. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.